0: The Lurie Awards bringing together creators from across the continent to celebrate the best in advertising.
1: I'm really proud of the kind of work we've seen in 2019 bookmarks. This is about
0: recognising digital work. The goes to... The IAB Benchmarking of Digital Excellence Series. And the winner is... How to Win. I think it was an incredibly thorough process. That's the way it feels. A podcast hosted by Nick Hammond and Johan Schweller. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Hammond. I've got a background in broadcast media, and I'm here to mediate today's conversation. I'm joined by Johan Schweller, an industry expert and creative director at TBWA. Before we get into the episode, a huge thank you to Mark One for coming on board and sponsoring today's podcast. Mark One is many things: an award-winning full-suite digital marketing business, a cutting-edge content producer, a data-driven programmatic media buyer, an innovative strategic partner, a technology consultancy. But before they are any of these things, they are people, people who've made it their mission to understand their clients and their business, people who constantly learn, train, and retrain to make sure they are on the leading edge, people who time and time again have shown that they can not only meet their client's objectives, but surpass them. For more information, go to mark1.co.za. All right, let's get to the podcast. The IAB Benchmarking of Digital Excellence Series. How to Win. Welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we're connecting with two amazing humans. Andrea Quay, Vice President of Marketing at AirB InBev and Jury President of the 2020 Bookmark Awards. And Matthew Arnold, Chief Engagement Officer at VML South Africa. In this episode, we talk about the bookmarks going forward. What are some of the key areas that we feel that there can continue to be growth as well as trying to figure out what the status quo is with regards to the awards? Here is the conversation. I'm Nick Hammond. I've got a background in broadcast media. I largely just moderate these conversations. Johan specifically comes closer to this world as creative director at TBWA. And together, what we want to do with both of you is, in essence, on one hand, look back at the series that we've run because it now wraps up. This is the final episode. And both Matt and Andrea, thank you very much for making time to speak with us this morning. We know that you guys are incredibly busy. We know with bookmarks just around the corner, this is very much the 11th hour. And something that we have talked about from all the various stakeholders' perspectives throughout um, this entire podcast series for not only the bookmarks, the Lurries as well, but I think now we're obviously speaking to the bookmarks. It's a bit of a broad kind of question, but I think it's important to get the insights from both of you. Why do awards matter?
2: From my perspective, awards are really important because it gives the industry an opportunity to benchmark itself. Um, We're not always, from an agency point of view, privy to the work that other people are doing until it's in the market. And it's really great to be able to see where your ideas are ranking against other people. So that's really useful. I think it's also a great opportunity um, to push ourselves to have some sort of goal, obviously, beyond just the objectives that you're given, something that you can flex a little bit um, and drive some innovation, which um, doesn't always come naturally, so it needs a bit of pushing to get there as well.
1: So from my perspective, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it from a client perspective because that's my background. And I would say great awards matter. So there are some awards that matter and there are others that don't really matter. When I was at uh, AB a, InBev, we obviously looked at the different award shows we wanted to be in, the ones that had um, that had credibility, the ones that had the right level of uh, quality and uh, standards, of which the bookmarks, Lurie's, Can, the NAD, you know, those are the ones that, that we wanted to enter. And the reason that we did, uh, that we want to enter awards, and that we believe awards um, are important is because they raise the roof. So what awards do is good awards do is they show you what's possible. I think sometimes, um, as 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 marketeers or people in the industry, you focus so much on what you're doing that you don't see as uh, as Matt was saying, you don't see what's happening around you. And I believe that what this does is that it 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 gives you a view of what is possible and it inspires you to get there. I think the other thing that awards do is that it makes people happy. (laughs)
3: Uh, it makes
1: everybody wants to be a winner you know so if you put in work that wins that is super creative that is innovative that delivers results and you're recognized for that it makes you want to do more so i mean those are the two uh, key reasons why i would say awards are good awards are important
0: and then another a broad question is what distinguishes the bookmarks specifically because obviously there are creative metrics in advertising that are always going to shine through but the bookmarks has a specific functionality and in your minds uh, where do you see this as being distinctive from other players in the award space?
2: So my answer to that is obviously the the bookmarks is a very digital focused um, award which is great to recognize those opportunities where digital is really excelling and and to recognize the best digital work. For me, what I really like about the bookmarks is the combination of creativity and performance. So, you know, it recognizes great ideas, it recognizes innovation, but it also looks quite um, extensively at the results and the performance of those campaigns, um, which is really great. So it's kind of, in my mind, a a good blend between performance and creativity that ultimately is what great work is about.
1: The fact that the bookmarks is a digital deep dive is super important. It's a capability that I believe, as an industry, we're still developing. And so to have the number of categories, and this year we've got 15 categories, to have the number of categories that the bookmark has, what it does is that it really pushes the boundaries and, and it educates. And I think um, that's that's the role that the bookmarks has. And we talk about performance, and Matt and I were talking about this earlier on. The challenge around digital and digital awards is that it has to link to driving brand performance, sales, and brand love. And I think sometimes in the digital world, what ends up happening is we've got 521 million thousand KPIs that actually mean nothing. And so... I believe that the bookmarks has a role in positioning digital as a channel, as a medium, that at the end of the day drives brand performance and business growth.
3: I think that's that's a very interesting perspective because it's something that we've been speaking about a lot is because it's so performance orientated, the agency has a responsibility to present those metrics. Now, creative agencies are good at positioning things in creative ways. Do we feel that there's a role to standardize this process to a certain extent in order for everyone to to report on the same thing so that the judges in the jury rooms can measure apples with apples?
1: Yeah, I mean, totally. Um, I've got a talk uh, that I'm doing actually on the evening of or on the afternoon of the Bookmarks Awards at, at the IMC conference. And it talks exactly about that. At the end of the day, as marketers... Um, we have a very specific role, and there are very specific things that, as marketers, we need to do. You know, the first one is really about creating brand memory, so creating brand stories that consumers remember, can play back, and can short circuit. The second thing is making sure that you know you build your brand salience, and then the third thing is about purchase. And we all fit into those three buckets somehow. And if we're all going in totally different directions, we're just muddying things up. Um, and I believe that we need to focus on the end game, like what are the things we need to achieve. So I agree with you, but I think it is the marketer's role to lead that conversation and to say, you know, this is what we're trying to achieve. How does this fit in? You know, we we look at all of these um, vanity measures of likes and how many times I'm trending and, and all of that. They don't really matter. That's That is noise. What you want to know is, one, have people changed their perception about your brand? Are they remembering it more? Are they buying it more? Those are the things that you guys need to help us with.
3: But, but, Andrew, isn't that slightly counterintuitive? Because there is no real way to measure that on digital. I disagree with that. I think there are –
2: the problem digital has is that there are – 30 to 50 metrics for example and people tend to hide behind those by presenting them all because if the one's down you can say oh but the other one's up so it's not that bad and that's you know what we need to stamp out and look really clearly at at the core metrics so I think those points around brand performance overall are as true now as they ever were Um, so if it's something you know like changing perceptions for the brand there are digital metrics that can support that so whether it's social sentiment for example so it's about agreeing which ones match and I think that is Um, not necessarily universal, so there's a bit of work that needs to be done there, but that has to be linked, and you have to understand what the key metric is, what the number one thing that relates to that brand objective, and then you can report. And then there's no gray areas. It's either you hit that, improve that metric, or you didn't, and that should be ultimately the campaign success. And that's one of the challenges I've seen in the years of of judging is that um, people don't clearly articulate what that objective is and how they measured up against it that well, rather showing 5 million impressions or something like that. That doesn't really help us understand yeah. if it was successful or not.
1: And I think, I mean, just, just just building on what Matt is saying, it is about agreeing that one metric. But the thing about digital is that you have to experiment. And sometimes you pick a metric and it's a wrong metric. And you've got to figure that out quickly and you've got to change it and you've got to move on. But it has to be about finding that, that uh, one thing.
3: Uh, So Nick and I have been on this journey with the bookmarks for, I mean, I think we started this last year at the bookmarks. Uh, How do you think the bookmarks has grown in the last year and you know, you guys I think by assumption are fairly new. Uh, What is the vision for the bookmarks going forward?
1: So the bookmarks is an amazing property and uh, what we're seeing is actually an increase in entries and that is quite unusual um, in award shows in, in general. So that is a really, really good thing and I think in um, if If you look at a lot of companies, more and more money is actually going into digital marketing five years ago, two percent of the marketing budget now we 're seeing twenty twenty eight percent you know so so um, so that 's the first thing. The first thing is that this is a great award show, and I believe that it will grow into into the future. Um, what has really impressed me about it is uh, is the breadth of experience and the caliber of, of the of the jury chairs as well as the judges. Um, this year we have about 99 judges. There are 15 categories with eight panels. And the amazing thing is that these um, these people that have been brought together have been brought together from many different industries, from brands, from, um, from creative agencies, digital agencies, performance agencies, technical, you know, so, so the number of people and the perspectives that are being brought in has actually been really, really phenomenal. What, uh, what really has impressed me and I'm super excited about is that 50% of the jury chairs are actually women. So um, for a technical space to have so many women in decision-making positions is super important and basically 48%, you know, black. So th- this year's bookmarks has evolved significantly...
2: Yeah, I think just to touch on that point about how the bookmarks has evolved, um, there's a lot of changes this year in terms of new categories and splitting things off. Um, we've always had this category at the bookmarks, which is around emerging tech and, and innovation. And obviously it can only emerge for a period of time and then it's out there. So, <laughs> so there's a bunch of stuff that's moved off of that, like things like programmatic advertising and dark social and those types of things have been moved into, into existing categories. And, and so that's something that we're going to see evolve as digital evolves. Um, and making space for for new categories, new entries. Um, We're also broadening the pool of judges to have a really wide representation of people, which I think is a fantastic opportunity to be able to measure the effectiveness of the work accurately.
0: Something that's been really refreshing to hear from both of you, because I I have often experienced a bit of a pushback um, with regards to this kind of rhetoric, is you've both acknowledged this idea that digital is in a growth space and we're gonna get certain things wrong. We haven't figured it all out yet. and the reason I think it's refreshing to, to have that perspective brought into play is because it, it shows that there is good necessary reason for debate in, in terms of certain things. And we've spoken a lot of, uh, around this kind of issue, but I'd wondered where both of your heads are at in terms of how we evaluate what we're doing from the perspective of us as South Africans in South Africa with a particular set of vicissitudes versus a global community that digital is very much a part of.
2: Yeah, I think the a big factor... Uh, historically, has been our internet penetration, which obviously has uh, has been growing rapidly, and I think that's up to a space now, which makes digital a very viable and, in fact, um, in a lot of cases, a first choice channel. Um, and it's still nowhere near, you know, places like the UK that have you know, upwards of fifty to seventy percent um, penetration. And I think that's really. Um, giving us the opportunity to do a lot more we're still not quite there yet in terms of if you look at the amount of awards that south africans have won on the global stage within digital specifically it still feels like there's a long way to go there which is a big part of the purpose of these awards is to try and drive that
3: yeah I, I mean that that for me has always been an interesting conundrum like south africa on the creative front has always been a massively strong performer like we really play out of our boots when it comes to radio tv Et cetera, et cetera. And one would think that because we're such a mobile-first market, we should be dominating on the digital front as well. But realistically speaking, we're not. Is that something you guys are focusing on? And, and, and how, do we, how do we overcome yeah. that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a huge conversation point. I, I agree with Matt. We are significantly behind the rest of the world. I've, uh, I've been working at AB Bev SAB, for the last 16 years. So I've really had the opportunity to see the best of the best across the world, um and we are at the beginning of the journey and we often talk about you know the the next big divide is not is not an economic divide you know in terms of the rich world and the poor world it's really about the adoption of te- of technology and i find that in our environment we are so resistant to change and the change that is required is you've got to marry the data with the creativity and I feel like those two worlds are still separate, and I feel that in the agency world, those two worlds don't talk to each other. I'm not sure that the um, that the <laughs> the money making model works if it is just digital. And I think we need to find a way of marrying those those two things because the insights are coming from the data. And Matt and I have been having lots of conversation about that. The insights are coming from the data and that is how we can really take things forward. In terms of what's happening, there are some agencies that are working towards bringing those two things closer. But as far as I'm concerned, an ECD should own both. An ECD should own both the, the the data and the creativity and bring those those two things together. By doing that, I, I strongly believe there would be a lot more magic. And I feel sometimes we focus so much on craft. And the thing about the digital world is that you've got to be scrappy. You've got to be fast in market. You've got to be experimental. You've got to put in something there that is 70% there to learn and to, you know, carry on. Whilst on this other side, it's really about crafting and overcrafting things. And it takes six months. And it takes nine million rands. And then it's too late. And then you do a 30-second cut. And you put it on Facebook.
0: The IAB Benchmarking of Digital Excellence Series. How to Win.
1: Today's podcast is
0: brought to you by Mark One. Mark 1 is many things, an award-winning, full-suite digital marketing business, a cutting-edge content partner, a data-driven programmatic media buyer, an innovative strategic partner, a technology consultancy, but before they are any of these things, they are people. People who've made it their mission to understand their clients and their business. People who constantly learn, train, and retrain to make sure they're on the leading edge. People who time and time again have shown that they can not only meet their clients' objectives, but surpass them. For more information, go to mark1.co.za.
3: I, I, I totally agree with you. And, and yeah, I, 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 really, I really do hope that in, in five or six years we don't have a world where you know, the, the most finalist is, is not uh, VML but McKinsey. You know, um, But uh, what I do feel that is, is that from my experience, and I've been at a few agencies, is that clients say that, but they're not necessarily putting the money where their mouth is when it comes to taking those risks. So I've spent a lot of time in the last kind of six to eight months trying to educate clients that if you spend money and it fails, it's not the TV world where you've dropped millions on media. Mm. The only thing that's going to happen is you're not going to be noticed. Mm. Do clients really believe that they can spend there? With uh, is there enough education? Do you think?
1: So I mean, un- unfortunately, I can't speak for all clients. I can only speak for the for the company that I used to work on, work at. Oh, and I'm on, and I'm on sabbatical now, so like. <laughs> 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 um, and actually, that is something that we've totally, totally bought into, this thing about taking risk. So much so that um, we literally, we established an internal agency. It's called DraftLine. Um, it's, it's a model that is applied globally, where what we call the math men and the the crazy men kind of get, get together and kind of create magic. And actually, uh, attention is... Um, is the most scarce resource there is in the market. It's not money anymore. It's attention. If you're not breaking through, no one, I mean, people will just scroll straight past you and you're wasting your your money. I feel that as a society, I'm talking South African, we are quite safe. We want to be safe. There's nothing more embarrassing than being ridiculed because you put put out some really crap work. So, you know, do I believe that as clients we're brave enough? Probably not. And... And I feel that as agencies as well, we're not brave enough, you know, because agencies will give you what you want. And you tell them you want uh, brave work, which you don't really want, and then they they don't give you brave. So it's like a vicious circle. Um, So as an industry, we we do need to commit to more.
2: I think there's also a big part of that is that to do those two different types of work um, is operationally very different. So you know the high craft, polish, beautiful insight that moves into a big idea is 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 quite a linear process, um, and that testing and optimization is is definitely not a linear process. And I think what what goes back to, you know, the, it's not too much about the the brief from the brand on on how to, in what they want and what the outcome is, but more about what the 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 end objective is. And if you can do that and get some freedom in how you achieve that objective, I think that's really where we have to get to. Sure, there needs to be some trust built um, on both sides to to enable that. But the biggest thing with that is if you can start showing small successes that start layering up to that, then you build and earn that trust to a point where you get a lot more freedom. And often that's what agencies and creative people want, is a bit more freedom to come up with ideas. But the clients are obviously looking from that side and being like, well, what am I getting at the output of that? So those are all perfectly reasonable requests in order to get that is if you do it in smaller more agile ways of working you can get those results and we've seen that in some of our clients um, more in a performance digital space but it's been really really great to get um, to get the wins that start showing that that is actually a viable model and then you have to structure this team a bit differently potentially remuneration as well Um, so there's a lot of stuff that I think we're at a point within the industry that is going to be quite challenging, um, which requires a lot of change. Uh, and no one has the answer to that yet, but I think it's a it's a great opportunity to be testing that.
0: Would it be totally wrong to, in, in a response to how we address these questions, on the one hand, I understand that there's a global market and we force ourselves out of it eventually if we fail to compete. That's most likely what happens. But is there also, from both of your s- perspectives, the Is is there a relevancy of looking at the whole kind of thing of African solutions to African problems and how we might then differentiate from the global community? Or does that not apply to digital?
2: Yes, I think that definitely does apply. And I think that's, you know, something that was a major focus for us over the last 10 years, as you mentioned, was mobile. And, And that's something that we kind of pioneered. We had a lot of great solutions, but I don't think they were recognized in the same way by the global stage just because they weren't in the same headspace at that point. Mobile actually wasn't that important um, for a lot of first world countries for a long time. Um, and I think we've kind of, you know, um, shifted beyond that. So, so we're now overcorrecting in terms of, of, of device focus, I think, uh, where a lot of the, the world is back to, you know, now they're looking at mobile first um, solutions Um, And we're kind of like, ah, we did mobile, we know how to do that. Now what we're really interested in is video or something like that. And that's something that's, you know, been winning at the global stage for the last five years in terms of digital. So I think it's just about aligning those two things up, um, which is really important and focusing on what's getting the most results.
1: Yeah, I I would totally agree with that. I think... um we, I mean, there was a lot of innovation that came out of, you know, this country in terms of USSD and the way we use USSD and kind of en- engaging with consumers, but I feel that there's more of a convergence of, of technology. So with the convergence of uh, technology, the solutions will be, you know, kind of global solutions. I believe that the insights, the creative response, the creative solution, uh, the objectives must be african you know, we should be looking at that. We were just talking about Nigeria, for example. Nigeria's mobile penetration, smartphone penetration, is significantly higher than, than South Africa's. Um, they, their data costs are cheaper. They've got amazing Nollywood, you know, kind of film production spaces. And it's just ripe. It's ripe for disruption. And I think the industry, the this, this South African creative digital industry, I mean, has so much to play with. Um, yeah, we must We must just go for it. We need to aim high.
3: You, you don't have to answer this question, but the the Luries over the last four or five years is, has kind of repositioned itself as the the African and Middle East award show. Is that something that's in the future for the bookmarks?
1: We, we haven't really been talking about that. No, I wasn't sure. <laughs> no, no. We yeah. haven't talked about it because um, the bookmarks that's part of the IAB is a very decentralized um, kind of committee, and each country has their own thing happening. So for the moment, it's, it's, it's not something we're talking about. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> fair enough.
3: Um, yeah. Look, I think, I think it's fair to say that at the bookmarks, you know, after the award show and all the winners are announced, we sit with the cream of the work. Do we after the fact do enough? to then educate people on why those things have won, what were the nuances. Uh, I mean, a lot of the feedback we got after the Luries the last year was a certain sense of uneasiness with always the same agencies winning. Um, And I think they they win for good reasons. But do we do enough education after the fact to go, here is what the standard is and here is why? Yeah, I I think you can never do enough to answer
2: that question. I think we need to be doing more and more for that especially for sort of new up-and-coming agencies that haven't got as much experience in terms of crafting entries. So less about the work, but more of the story that you're presenting to the judges. And I think that's something that we are improving. I know we've done workshops. um, We do, uh, you know, a range of content around that to try and educate that. But it's it's platforms like this in terms of the podcast where we can really unpack that with a bit more length um, that I think we definitely need to dial up and do a lot more of.
1: Yeah, I think... um I, I, tot- I totally agree there. Um, you know, the thing about these shows is that the case study is everything. And there are some people that are brilliant at writing case studies and others that aren't. Um, your question is, are we doing enough to educate? My question back is, are people hungry enough to learn how to do a great case study? It's a great answer. And, um and I've been on on the side of trying to train people, and there are some people that really want to and really get it, and others that would rather just you know carry on doing what they're doing and um and then complain that the big agencies that have been to cannes that know what great entries that that spend time i mean the last piece of work we did that won at can um the the chief creative officer, and I won't mention his name, but I'm sure lots of people will guess who he is, he, had, he did it 63 times. He crafted that entry 63 times. So I put the question back. Are people hungry enough?
0: So there's been debate throughout this podcast, and I'd love to see where both of you stand on this. Some people put back to that. They say, well, it, it takes a lot of money to have a good entry. Do you think that that's true or not?
1: Um, no, I think it takes planning. One of the things we were talking about is if you're doing a piece of work that you believe is going to be amazing, whilst you're executing it, make sure you're capturing the right stuff, because what ends up happening is that oh my gosh, this was such a great, uh, this was such a great you know piece of work, and then you have to recreate everything. So it takes planning. If you plan, and if whilst you're doing the work, you're collecting the data, you're taking the pictures, the videos, the, not the necessarily.
3: I mean. <laughs> I mean, I'm agency side, so I know that it takes a lot of time and money to put some Mm -hmm. case studies together. When we spoke to clients about this, they said that the merits of awards are important, but that it was really an agency function. Is there not a point in time where we also make the client complicit in the process? Um, So, for instance, if we want to make a case study to also make it so that the client can showcase their work internally. I'm sure at a, at a big organization like AB Inbev, for a junior marketer to show to the ex what they've done, having a case study would really be good. Is there a way that we can incorporate clients better into the process?
1: So I think uh, different companies have different perspectives. At AB InBev, we believe that it is like award shows are ours for the taking. Um, we have an internal award show called um, Creative X where all the work that we put in at Cannes and everything goes through this internal panel. And this internal panel has got the head of Facebook, the creative head of Facebook. I mean, some really... um, Last year, Thiliso went to judge, and he said he has never been in a jury with such heavy hitters. So um, I don't believe that awards are just for agencies. I believe that awards um, are for marketers as well, because creativity unlocks growth. And that's a fact. Um, if you do work that is super creative, that is aligned to the brand DNA, that has a business problem to solve, you will have so much more impact than if you do average work. A nice little poster that you put up or do what you did two years ago because it worked two years ago. And at the Lurie's, I remember we had that conversation where I challenged the, the the board and I said, well, you know, these awards feel a little bit like they are for you guys. And one of the things we talked about was having different categories. So this year, for example, at Bookmarks and at the Lurie's, um, there's there's an award that says, you know, high impact, low budget, because that's something that's important to us. You know, you want to be using little money and having a really, really big impact. So I think it's about also shaping the categories and the awards, making sure that the speakers you have... So if you remember last year, um, was it last year's Lurie's, there was... um, Who's that singer guy? AKA? AKA. spoke about his personal brand. AKA, spoke about his personal brand. We brought in an economist. So there there are ways of making awards more client, marketeer-centric. But I think different companies have different beliefs.
3: For
2: sure. Yeah, just to add to that, I I also think that there's a big opportunity when having um, both the brand and the agency represented in every entry, because the work is ultimately a culmination of the two. Um, and it should be measured in that way. If you're doing just advertising for advertising sake within just the agency world and it's not having a significant impact on, on the brand and the, and the market share and all of those things, it's really not work that's worth winning in my mind. Um, so I think that that's, that partnership between the two is critical and, and maybe there is room to look at you know, how you combine data and how you combine insights and the brand strategy as well as the advertising strategy together in those entries.
0: So to give some context to the time and space in which this podcast is being recorded, we are moments away from everybody breaking for lunch, which is going to mean that there's going to be a lot of noise and pandemonium and also that we need to stop it here. Uh, And then in saying that, I also just wanted to say, guys, thank you so much for making some time, because I know how pressured things are at the moment. I know how much is going on. So for you guys giving us some insights for half an hour, both Matt and Andre, it it means the world. And it also brings to a conclusion our podcast series. So thank you very much for being the final two guests.
1: Thank you. you Thanks for having us.
0: This podcast was brought to you by Mark One. Mark One has been making sense of technology-driven digital marketing before most, offering the full suite of paid media services, including programmatic media buying, paid social, and search advertising. While paid media is at their core, they've evolved over the years. Firstly, establishing a fully-fledged digital creative unit, Mark One Labs, and then expanding their data and analytics offering to provide clients true insights into their audiences and campaigns. As they've spent over a decade in digital, they've become experts in ad tech and also offer strategic and technology consulting solutions to businesses where they help audit and deploy the most cutting edge ad tech and martech tools available globally. For more information, check out
3: mark1.co.za.